0: Welcome back, this is do Cast and Drive This is your speaker person, sometimes V Here at Mag West I have the honor of interviewing Sky Blue today Okay, what's up? much for taking the time out of your day to get a quick interview in i know you're like really busy and you got a lot of stuff going on um, but it is the last day it's sunday so um thank you again for you know dedicating some time to meet with me today
1: oh thank you thank you for having me appreciate it
0: yeah, so just like a kind of quick <coughs> feel about uh sky blue uh, he is an art artist uh internationally known um and so he does uh hip-hop within uh you know talking about gaming uh comics, uh, anything that usually just inspires him. So I took the opportunity to just ask him like, hey, I hope you're done to do this. So, um, you know, and doing these things during conventions can be a little bit, uh, you know, frantic. Yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> frantic and last minute. So uh, I'm really happy mm-hmm. that, again, that you had the time to do this. Um, so tell me a little bit about yourself, uh, if you want to go ahead and start.
1: Um, I'm originally from Alabama, from Auburn to be exact. And I've been living in North Carolina for the past like seven years. So that's like um, my residence. Um, my music, I label as painting the sky blue. Like my slogan is, I don't rap. I paint the sky blue, and that's because I don't really box myself in. So I have like a, a variety of stuff I do. I got like you know jazz, conscious, nerdy. You know, it's a bunch of different type of you know. I, like I said, I'm pa- I paint pictures, so it's a lot of colors, it's a lot of elements to the picture that I add to the canvas. You know, and uh. Of course, you know, video games, anime, and cartoons, 90's cartoons specifically, had a huge impact on me and my life. As you see about a shirt, on, you know, got a 90's Nickelodeon shirt on right now. <laughs> and so, you know, I make music, you know, I uh, I incorporate a lot of that. So I flip a lot of concepts from like, different cartoons and stuff. And um, we can get into that later, but yeah, cartoons, anime, video games, stuff like that. You know, um, I'm a colorful dreamer, you know, I dream, that's my thing. Um, and I that's about it, it's a, it's a lot to, you know, I don't know, I guess I'm kind of a complex individual, so there's a lot of layers <laughs> to me, so I can't just run everything down, so, you know, I, I kind of show it in my music, you know, so I let the music do a lot of the speaking for me, you know, I came from being homeless and foster care all my life and stuff, and, you know, music was my escape, and video games, anime was, too, and cartoons, so, that you, you, you hear a lot of that in my music, because you know it represents who I am you mm-hmm. know it's 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 what I confided in mm-hmm. to escape my reality you know mm-hmm. yep so I just try to spread love in my music and you know represent for the nerds too the blurs <laughs> to exact too the blurs yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh no thank you for sharing all that uh so it sounds like you kind of had a rough upbringing and yep. but what's really nice about you is that despite your upbringing, like, you still have, like, such good energy about you, like, you're very, you're very collected, um, it seems like, you know, you, you really scope out the situation, um, just by, like, when watching Your Body Language from knowing you just this weekend, um, but, like, I really like your demeanor and, like, how positive you are, like, even on stage, like, you have a really good presence, it's always so happy, thank you,
1: thank you so much,
0: yeah, of course, uh, so, I'm assuming you are a 90s baby, oh, yeah, all right, definitely, (laughs) definitely, <laughs> awesome we gotta keep it together mm-hmm. so us as 90s babies we're actually kind of g- going through this era especially within the uh, nerd community of nostalgia yeah um and yeah. so a lot of things that we love to watch back in the day so like you know nickelodeon rugrats friend mm-hmm. and stimpy Rocco's modern life and then also with like watching toonami yeah. which was like an after school special segment um you know, on Cartoon Network, and of course, watching all the Cartoon Network shows, in, like you know, Dexter's Laboratory and uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog, um, we noticed like a shift where, for a second, we we kind of strayed away from it for a second, but now there's just like this flourishment of like owning that again. So, what yeah. are your impressions on that?
1: I think it's um, it's awesome because it's given a chance for you know, the newer generation to see what we grew up with. And, you know, while we, you know, a lot of, they say a lot of us 90s babies are stuck in our ways, it's because <laughs> it was awesome. So of course we're like, we don't like this new stuff. It was like, cause our stuff was awesome. So, you know, now we get a chance to share it with them. And, um, you know, like they bought all the, the, the Super Nintendo classics back, the mini, so they can get uh, the, to play that. A lot of the games that we grew up with and stuff like that. and. You know, nostalgia sales. that's what the the industry is starting to see. So they're gonna try to bring a lot of stuff back. And, you know, we got a lot of, you know, it's some decent things, decent cartoons and stuff right now that's out in our time but like it's just the 90s stuff was just better. I'm sorry, you know. The <laughs> <laughs> the cartoons had much more feel to them. It was just it just it connected to you on like multiple levels. It was funny, but also it had like serious themes like Hey Arnold! would have themes that's, mm-hmm. you know, that's very relatable, you mm-hmm. know. And um and and at the end of the day it made you feel like like you know, like a kid, you know. It made you feel good. Like you wasn't mm-hmm. worried about the problems of the world. It's everything is, you know, so political now. And, you know, a lot of times you just forget how to be a kid or you forget how to be a human and just mm-hmm. live your life and enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And that's what the 90s were. It was very vibrant. They wore a lot of different colors. Mm-hmm. You know, they were very expressive in ta- mm-hmm. the way they carried themselves. And it was just fun, you know. And I was too young at that time. I wish I was my age now back then, and I would just be living it up. But, <laughs> you know, so it's good that they're bringing that stuff back because, it's you know, it's it's a blast from the past for us. But for the new generation, there's also a chance for them to, you know, dabble into our world and see why we hold it so dear. Mm-hmm. You know.
0: Yeah, I I agree. I I do notice that there's a lot of like you know remakes, a, re, a lot of uh, like you know um, like a lot of recreation. So for example, like Final Fantasy VII is being recreated. Yeah. Um, there's a Teen Titans Go where we had Teen Titans. Like Teen Titans was one of the cartoons that was kind of like later on. I feel like for me anyway, that came yeah. out like middle, like late middle school, high school. Um, but there was like a Teen Titans Go, um,
2: yeah.
0: and so I do notice. Oh, and same thing with Dragon Ball Z. Dragon Ball Z's still going, yeah, right? Super so <laughs> instead of starting from all the way back to Dragon Ball to remake it, it's now Dragon Ball Super, where the new generation can see what the show is about but also the old generation can enjoy it because of all the inside jokes and as well as all of like the themes that are recurring that's still like entertaining to us so um i feel like when i grew up with these things that it was also a good way to kind of escape from a little bit of reality yeah, um sure. and to have some relatability too. like what you're saying like it there was, like, a lot of things I would talk about, like, within Hey Arnold. Like, Hey Arnold grew up in, like, literally, like, a boarding house where yeah. it's, like, multiple roommates, one kitchen. Like, and people don't realize, like, how dark that is, like, out of context of, like, all the colors and just the cartoon aspects of it.
1: At the time that came out, I was I was in foster care and stuff, but, like, um... Uh... I was transitioning back and forth between that and group homes, mm-hmm. so I related to that completely. Being mm-hmm. in a house full of people that mm-hmm. you don't really know, sometimes you don't like them, or you all stay to yourself. We all eat at the same time, and it's just it's just a lot of crazy stuff going on at once at the house. That's mm-hmm. why I related to Hey Arnold so much. That's mm-hmm. I made a Hey Arnold themed album. It's called Sky Blues martyr Life, but it's actually centered around Hey Arnold and with a little bit of uh, Rocco in there, a little bit of Rocket Power, and, mm-hmm. and some gaming and stuff. So yeah i really relate to here on up yeah for sure
0: so when did you get into uh you know finding your talent with doing more hip-hop and getting into rap like when when did you figure that out
1: um i always had a passion for music growing up and um I before i was in foster care my stepdad used to always play like 90s hip-hop mm-hmm. and um and soul music too but he's to always played 90s hip-hop and i really liked that mm-hmm. and as i got older and I, you know, I started hearing more music. I didn't, I didn't really like it. So I was trying to figure out why I didn't. And, I, <laughs> and once I really started to like get older and realize the different types of music, it was like, oh, that's because I grew up on dope stuff. So I like that. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so that was like that shaped me. And I used to write stuff, and you know, I used to write like stories. I used to draw comics. Mm-hmm. And then Miss um, Lockhart, uh, one of my after-school teachers. Uh, did classes on poetry, and then um, I used to dream a lot. You know, I said I'm a colorful dreamer, so I'm always daydreaming about stuff like being in space and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear that in my music. And uh, when I did write, she, was, she would tell me, she was like, you are an incredible writer. She was mm-hmm. like, you're a gifted writer. You should really apply yourself and write more. And I was like, okay. And, you know, I, I still did, it. I, I still, you know, was dreaming. But when I did write, you know, I really, As I really got into it, I was like, oh, wow, this is kind of interesting. This is all before I really realized, like, I wanted to do music.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And then from there, I would start, like, you know, writing songs. Well, try to write songs. I would write songs to other people's songs. This is before I knew about, you know, going online and looking up instrumentals and stuff. Mm -hmm. So I would, like, hear, I would listen to the song, and I would keep that beat in my head. And I would try to write stuff from my perspective on their song and stuff. And from there, I just kept on, you know... Over the years, developing more and more, and then it reached a point where I didn't want to do it. Then, after my grandma passed, who was near and dear to me,
0: mm-hmm.
1: she liked my writing. So, I was like, okay, I did a whole re-evaluation, reevaluation of my life. And I was like, okay, what I'm gonna do? What am I gonna do? What would she want me to do? And I thought about all the stuff she wanted me to do. She wanted me to be true to who I am. She said I had a really good heart. So, mm-hmm. she was like, don't let that, don't let the world change you. Write. Mm-hmm you know, be positive, and I just did that. And that's when I turned, you know, I transformed into Sky Blue in a sense, and I just put everything together. I was like, I like this type of music, I wanna make this type of music, I wanna talk about this, I, don't mm-hmm. wanna, I wanna represent this, this is me. And so from there, I've just been, you know, I've been creating music, trying to get better with each release, you know? So, mm-hmm. but music is life.
0: Yeah, music is life. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really glad to hear that you guys had a lot of support uh, in what you were doing. Um, So for the style that you that you have committed with how breaking kind of barriers with like you know, nerdcore now being kind of more and more, uh, I would say more and more accepted um, within kind of like the hip hop culture. Did you face any barriers growing up with like saying like, hey, I want to do hip hop, but trying to do it with nerd stuff? Like, did you have any like challenges with that? Like any pushback? Oh, definitely. When I was when I when I. At this point, I was just writing
1: stuff, but I wasn't like you know, recording it. I never recorded anything when I was in like middle, uh, well like junior high and everything. But I had a few friends that you know that was like uh, like Melvin and Al. Shout out to them, Corey. I would like write stuff, mm-hmm. and during like specifically during um, typing class. Cause I didn't care about it, so <laughs> and I just remember like I was supposed to be writing what's in the book, and then I would like type out raps or I'll write them down and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, would, cause I I specifically remember the typewriting class because that that class was before lunch, so I would write it and then I would go to the lunch room and start rapping it to them and it was like, Ooh, okay, you know, stuff here and there. But yeah, I was in Alabama, I was in the hood, mm-hmm. actually, so it was you know they was on Jeezy and gucci man ti mm-hmm. mike jones all that stuff mm-hmm. and i was on some tribe and lupe and stuff yeah. and so you know i'm talking about like riding skateboards and i actually was, was naming video games and stuff like that this is mm-hmm. way before i knew of any nerd i mean it was before it even happened but you know um and they were just, you know, the the other friends were just like, nah, bro, this ain't it. <laughs>
0: so,
1: oh, like, no. I was like, nah, man, this ain't it, man. You ain't, we ain't getting crunk to this and stuff. Like, because you don't crunk at the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was like, it was like I can't crunk to this, man. No, I was just like, cool. So, I had to, like, mask it for a long time. Yeah. Like, I really had to. And then, so, behind closed doors, I was writing it. And... um. Only my friends like Melvin Al and them. They they were the ones that was like kind of nerdy with me. So we mm-hmm. you know hang out, play games and all that. So I would write it, I would rap it to them, and they were like, "Man, this is it's like you you kind of good man." Like uh, it kept it kept elevating over time. Mm-hmm. But I was at a, a place where I was like, I guess I'll never do nothing with this and stuff. So that's when I stopped. But you know that like I said, that's later on when my grandma came into the picture and you know mm-hmm. start uh, saying the music. Uh, quoting it for her and letting her hear it and stuff, and that's what she got behind it mm-hmm. and stuff and said you're a writer you should keep doing it you know and it went from there but it it was definitely difficult especially what I was trying to write about
0: mm-hmm. like
1: I was around a lot of violence and all that stuff and I didn't want to do it I didn't want to rap about that you know I didn't still I didn't even this is before I got into like a music theory type of thing where you know I, I learned different styles and you know, way of writing music and stuff. So I didn't know the concept of like, oh, write about your environment, you know, what you're going, what you're experiencing. I was just writing about stuff I like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's what I, that's what I did. So from there, I was just like, man, I don't I don't think I could do anything with this. I never thought I was going to be a rapper. I was like, what, you know? So, mm-hmm. so I'd probably be dead or something before then. And um just so happened as i got away from that area and i moved to north carolina that's when mm-hmm. that's after my grandma died that's when the shift really happened that's when i came sky blue and all that stuff and mm-hmm. from there and i was like i'm gonna write about what i want to you yeah know? and i was learning different types of music from there mm-hmm. and i just like expanded and just studied like i studied music different types of music and i'm always questioning like why did he write this like why did he say this like I, my friends everybody know i specific. i i always say that i'll i'll mention something to him like a bar person or say or a song concept kind of I was like y'all never thought why what what was he at like what made him think to say this specific thing mm-hmm. in this way or make a song about this it's like i don't i don't know that was the type of questions i asked and stuff so that just helped me on my my music exploration so you know
0: yeah no awesome so yeah you you managed to find to, to transcend past past the the stereotype, Mm -hmm. uh, which I I always say that phrase a lot of the time because um, usually when, again, being an artist and being in the hip hop genre, like there are so many people that want you to stick with the same and they they don't, there's not enough um, premonition to try to push back, push forward and try to push and evolve the genre that could be more. Um, So no, that's awesome. Um, So, I guess like moving past Alabama going into North carolina, what have your travels been like since you know kind of taking off with your art
1: um it's been crazy that like traveling is my favorite part of me one of my favorite parts of music besides writing and recording and doing shows, but like traveling that's that's man I've always dreamed of that like even when I got. Even some of my clips on YouTube, or some of my videos, that's just a song. I put clips of like different countries and stuff in there because I've always like Discovery Channel. I used to mm-hmm. read a bunch of National Geographic um books and stuff. I had all I had a subscription to it. Mm-hmm. When I was in middle school, I got my dad to give me um uh, my one of my foster dads to get me a subscription for it, mm-hmm. and I would just read them and I would just look at the pictures of the different places. That most of the places that wasn't, you know, in the U.S. It was, you know, in different countries and everything. Because I've always wanted to see that. I haven't got to go overseas yet. But ironically, one of my biggest fan base is overseas. You know, okay. I've got the most love in Japan, South Korea, like Brazil. It's it's a like tons of places that I'm I'm consistently seeing Netherlands and stuff. And I'm like, this is wild. Like I would have never thought that.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: you know, I've gotten I've gotten to travel. You know, around the U.S. and. There's a lot of places I haven't been, but there's a lot of places I have been, and it's surreal because I didn't think I was gonna do that. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't think I was gonna be nobody, to be honest. You know, and what you know, one of my heart illnesses, I you know, I was just like I'll probably be dead before then. And you know, mm-hmm. thank God I, I'm still here,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: you know, getting to the, travel these places and tour
0: mm-hmm.
1: and see the you know the people that your music as has affected, and mm-hmm. them telling you that, and you know, feeling that energy from them that like you know it's genuine. You know, all that crying, saying, you know, like you helped me yeah. with this. This song did this specifically for me during this mm-hmm. time. That's 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 surreal. That's you know, I couldn't ask for a better thing. You know, a better way to live my life. Mm-hmm. So, you know, traveling has been amazing. Seeing all these different places. You know, I'm a, I'm a dreamer. You know, we we on the road, and you know, I'm passing by like fields and plains and different, you know, sceneries, and I'm just like looking out the window at it, and I'm just like mesmerized by it, and and I start writing and stuff, you know, while I'm on the road. So traveling is amazing. And mm-hmm. being on those stages is it's awesome.
0: Yeah. Well, good for you. Seriously you. good for you. Thank like, um, I know that it's really hard to come from a background like that and then yeah. be able to succeed. And, you know, you're, you're busting your ass, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you're busting your ass with like such a good, like vibe and you have such a good smile on your face. Like it's I'm Thank glad you. that you're you're able to you know, you know harness all this for yourself. Okay, um, and so, with traveling, I actually heard stories about other artists. Like I know, um, like I don't know if you know this guy, but like a guy named like Rocky Tyrae down in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like he's been to he's, yeah he's been to Europe a few couple times, and he says like the love out there is like much different. Yeah. Um, a singer named uh, Juanita Harris, who's rel- who's local to this area, she's been to France, and like. She's noticed that the culture there, in comparison to here, there's a there's a more like you know the love and appreciation is much different. And now you're reporting that to me. So and you guys are coming from like three different worlds. Yeah, so. I, haven't, I, haven't even,
1: I haven't even been there yet. I'm just talking <laughs> about online. The, the love they show. Oh
0: really? Yeah. Oh that's I thought you I was, traveled there. No
1: no no. I, I oh no. I, I, oh my I, I, goodness. Yeah. I'm so sorry. No no, no it's go fine. on. No, no it's, it's fine. I, I was saying that you know I haven't even got to go there yet, but the most I've mainly been in the U.S., but most of my support is overseas, and I haven't gotten to go to i I mainly you know, put clips of overseas in like my videos, and I used to read National Geographic and stuff, and see the different places around mm-hmm. the world that I wanted to go to someday. But that's my next thing, is trying to go different places mm-hmm. overseas. But that's where my most love comes from Mm -hmm. is all those places so that's a dream of mine to finally go over there but i can you know i can confirm what you're saying about the love because i'm seeing it online Mm -hmm. and it's 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 a big difference you know shout out to the u.s fans and you know they support as well Mm -hmm. it's just the overseas they just they kind of go over and beyond you know Mm -hmm. even if they don't know half what i'm saying they're they're doing google translate and stuff for every single song i put out Mm-hmm. Anyone that talking to me there, they're using translators. Like, Sorry if it's broken. I just want to speak to you. You know, Aww. you did this to me. You did this, you know. So, that's a different type of love. So I know when I do go over there, yeah. it's gonna be a whole different, you know, different experience. You know, yeah. and I'm looking forward to it. But I've always heard stories, that they, especially the hip hop heads, you know, the mm-hmm. real MCs, they say they go over there, mm-hmm. and it's just so much more love. They appreciate the art they still break in, they still don't know, they still graffiti, they still, they're about the culture of hip-hop, mm-hmm. and ain't about this top 40 pop stuff, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: you know, that's, that's the separation right there between us and, you know, overseas, is they appreciate that, and, you know, not the same auto-tune
0: trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just, FYI for auto-tune, you know, mm-hmm. T-Pain surprised us all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, shout to T-, no. T-, T. Pain, Roger, and Zap
2: and stuff. But the,
0: all these rappers
1: that's consistently using it at this point, you don't even know what they sound. I don't even know what half of these do sound like naturally anymore. Oh yeah. I don't yeah. even know, and it's like at, at this point, it's like y'all not tired of hearing that. Like as as fans, y'all literally are not tired of hearing the same song over and over again. That's a problem.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. I there's a there's a thing I kind of like to call like hip hop fast food. Yeah, it right. is. Yeah. It so. is. It
1: is fast forward. It's bad for you. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you get that instant uh, satisfaction. Well, at this point, I don't know how they get a satisfaction, but it, it maybe it's the beat and the mm-hmm. melody. That's what I, That's how they say, it was all with the melodies. It's like, but you say that for every song. Like, i can say if you say it for one song, but you consistently saying that. That used to be the argument. Like, mm-hmm. the argument in hip hop always used to be uh, us versus them. It used to always be, oh, you can't listen in the common or Nas in the club. It's like duh like mm-hmm. I mean you you could if you want to but you don't have to of course mm-hmm. but then what is your excuse when you're listening to that 24-7 mm-hmm. like
0: mm-hmm.
1: what's the excuse now it yeah so like you, you what you want to turn up all day long it's like what about you know your problems that you're going through you don't need anybody to try to you know give you a little guidance through some music or make you feel good like it's gonna be alright mm-hmm. you know I don't want to go on a tangent I'm sorry no
0: you're all good no I totally <laughs> get it I, I I feel the same mm-hmm. way about some hip hop like there's there's like a you know going to the clubs and getting like, you know, super turt and hyphen and whatever, but like <laughs> mm-hmm. like you go there and you're like having a good time, of course like there yeah. is always gonna be a sequence of beat like a sequence of beats and music that Honestly, like, whatever, whether if it's, like, top 50 or if it's, like, you know, popular with, like, whoever, like, you know, Migos or yeah. uh, we're thinking of, like, you know, Ray Shremard. Um, Like, if that stuff is, like, popping in the club, of course I'm going to, yeah, like, pop of off and, like, dance. But yeah. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, all the time. Like I don't yeah. hear it in the morning where I'm like driving to work. Yeah, <laughs> why you
1: want it at twenty four seven? Or 24/7. like if
0: I'm sitting there like sad because I had a bad day, and it's yeah. like I don't want to listen to Ray Schremer. Like yeah. that doesn't make me feel good. It just yeah. makes me feel aggressive, and it's like the wrong time and yeah. place. there's some
1: frequencies and everything, you know.
0: But like what used like used to calm me down a lot and like make me like really like like there's a there's a thing in music called um, it's called a uh, oh my gosh I'm like blanking on it but there's a not significant it's uh intellectual I think it's like intellectual ear and non-intellectual ear I think and then basically it's it's knowing the difference whether if you're like really listening to the form hearing like the difference between the bass and like different instrumentals and then there's like the un un, non-intellectual ear where it's like you hear it all as one you can't like dissect it Hmm. um but it's not to call those people like out because you know everyone has different backgrounds of musical training yeah um but it's like sometimes like because I have a musical upbringing like I was formerly trained and all that stuff I I have to like listen to the lyrics I want to hear how the lyrics are relevant to the beat um and what makes me really happy is like you know just like watching um like listening to things that are just like you know, beat is completely separate, and then there's rhyme. Like a tribe called Quest. Now, don't get me yeah. wrong; they use a lot of like jazz instrumentals. Um, they do a lot of storytelling. Like yeah. I, like I, I think I forgot my Walden El Segundo. Like mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> but you know, but they also like they they do also stray into like sax too. And there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah. if you if that's something that you want to hear all the time, it gets a little old. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. Um, but like, you know, they have like the instrumentals and they're like, you can hear the appreciation that they have for other things. Um, and then same thing with like No Name, mm-hmm. like No Name, she's like with the beat and with the music and what her genre is, is she calls it her stuff, lullaby rap. And so like I really appreciate is it. like, she really like how she raps, really compliments to how her beats are. And you know, and same thing with your music too. So it's like, it's like really nice to hear like those like soothing sounds and hearing the genre and again growing past stereotypes like hearing the genre like exceed past what is like you know what some people call luxury rap or like you know party rap or anything like that because party rap like it is not it's not one genre or it's not part of just hip-hop like that's a part of hip hop but that's not the entirety of hip hop is what i'm trying to say yeah so that's
1: where the lines get blurred mm-hmm. cuz then people don't start to not know the difference and they think it's always supposed to sound like that mm-hmm. so when you try to do something new and different mm-hmm. it's, it's just foreign to them like i said it's it's that fast food rap like fast <laughs> food music you, if you consistently eating fast food 24/7 and you somebody try to give you something with some real nourishment
0: mm-hmm. and
1: something that could really you know do some good to your body your mm-hmm. body's rejecting it, mm-hmm. and that that's what's happening to them mentally, you mm-hmm. know, so,
0: yeah, yeah, um so the today's the last day at mag West, uh, how do you feel about it? like did you did yeah, you I, like it? I
1: enjoyed myself, I had a good time, yeah, this whole weekend,
0: <laughs> and I saw that you came in uh, and sat in on the panel that uh, I hosted or moderated, yeah uh, amazing panel, yeah, had like thank you again for chiming in um so for you being a blurred um i kind of did a weird segue where i associated with being like a blurred into like black mental health a little bit um what were your feelings on that if you don't mind sharing
1: on the on the whole panel
0: yeah on the whole panel or just like the segment about being a blurred? yeah
1: um i think it was it was needed you, you know because it's just something that ain't um, talked about as much because they they you know it's kind of like this stereotype where if you're black you know everything is all together you have nothing to be you know upset about or you know mm-hmm. we don't go through mental health issues mm-hmm. or anything it's just like because you know we're always dancing and and being hip and mm-hmm. stuff you know so it's it's one of those things where i i feel like especially for mac west you know a lot of people that came in there into the panel never even knew about mm-hmm. these issues and yeah. and being a you know that right there was uh it was as edu- it was it was educating the people but also it was introducing them to a whole new type of thing that they've never or they they've seen it before but they mm-hmm. didn't know there was there was an actual thing for it they didn't know like blurred oh blurred is a oh, black nerd oh really you know like oh yeah we've seen you know nerds and black kids are like anime and stuff like that but you know it's like a, there's a whole kind of like subgenre for it and there's, like, a lot of people that associate with the same things that you like that's different, that come from different backgrounds. And I think that was enlightening that y'all had that panel. And, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, that especially dedicated to King, rest in peace. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, much love to his wife, Sarah, that, mm-hmm. you know, that helped put that together and, and sat in for that and, mm-hmm. you know, was participating. I, I think it was great. I think it was needed. Mm-hmm. It was very much necessary. I'm glad that, you know, you guys did that. Mm-hmm. And I was learning things myself, you know, mm-hmm. as somebody that, you know, grew up in foster care and root problems and stuff and was going to therapy every Tuesday and Thursday as a kid. And mm-hmm. and so much, uh, they was just throwing so much at me, so much I had to endure at that time, you know, you can't process that. You're like, why am I here? Like, what is the, like, is there something wrong with me? Mm-hmm. A- am I Am I the reason I'm here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, taking like six pills and you don't know what they're for. Yeah. That's, that, that, they don't understand that and what that does to the psyche and,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that, you know, black kids do, endure so much. You imagine, imagine these kids whose parents are in jail or
0: mm-hmm. they're,
1: they're in foster homes or mm-hmm. they're seeing their, their, their brothers and sisters, you know, being incarcerated or you're seeing them going through things and you don't mm-hmm. know how to explain it. You don't know what that does to them. You know and they find comfort in things like video games, anime and, and those type of fantasy themes because it helps them escape. like we said earlier, it helps them escape their reality mm-hmm. and they don't know what we actually do go through. We go through a lot like imagine these, these new generation of kids that's being discriminated upon in, in, and yeah. in growing up in, in a society filled with hate. Mm-hmm. just because of your skin color, mm-hmm. you know, you came up with a different complexion. and now you got to jump through hoops and hurdles to be accepted. Or you got to go outside and seeing people looking at you like you don't belong here. Mm -hmm. You don't, you know, we brush it off and we may not say nothing, Mm -hmm. but it's in the back of our minds. And you don't know what that can develop into Mm -hmm. as for the person itself or for people that surround you Mm -hmm. that see that, you know, that rubs off on them, too. So, you know, we all go through things and mental health is important, you know, Mm -hmm. and especially in this day and age. So it was I was very moved by that panel you guys did and you know I enjoyed the whole the whole thing so
0: thank you, thank you so much um, so we are getting to a closing note uh, why don't you share what your next move is, when your new releases are, what recent releases are
1: okay um, so yeah I should be doing a lot more shows and stuff probably touring or doing something um, after that um, I released the album in. April with my um, bro DJ Rayme called the Universal Journey, and uh, that's uh, album about going to space. Like, we really went to space <laughs> and we're like, every song is a different planet than I'm on and I'm telling a story about what's happening on that planet. And, you know, I went to like a jazz club out of space. and oh, I, so yeah. Tough. I got one about like going and falling in love with an alien girl at, at, at the place and that and stuff. And the people at the jazz club are aliens from different backgrounds, all playing music. And I'm talking about how they're in unison and harmony. Mm-hmm. They got their different colors, but they all come together for that music and unity at that moment, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's definitely metaphorical. Yeah. And so that, that's a whole album of that story. And then um, I got an album coming out on um, uh, April 27th with Scotty Scotty Royal, mm-hmm. um, We Grow Wax. We Grow Wax called it, um, The Royal Blue Eccentrics, so that's my next full project. Then maybe something to end the year out, or early next year, but I ain't gonna announce that one yet. So, you know, stay tuned. Those are on my band camp mm-hmm. and everything, y'all can just, you know, check those out.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And then how can, uh, you know, it sounds
1: like you have a band camp. How can people find you if they can want to follow you on social media? Um, my band camp is uh, wwwskyblue one so that's S-K-Y-B-L-E-W-1, like the number one, dot, bandcamp, dot com, or Spotify, just type in skyblue S-K-Y-B-L-E-W, capital S, capital B, all one word, no spaces. Um uh, <laughs> Uh, Instagram skyblue music, uh, Facebook.com the last skyblue music, and uh, I'm on Twitter at hey skyblue like hey Arnold but hey skyblue and I ain't been on there in two years so my bad, <laughs> 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 but I do have one.
0: <laughs> Man, Twitter gets wild, so I, I wouldn't yeah. blame you. I, 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 like I, I've been anti-social
1: media for a, a long time, so I'll pop up here and there, maybe once every two months on like Facebook or something, and then I'll be gone. So. But they—they they used to it. Like my fans and my fam- family and friends, they—they they know. So seeing me post something is like a rarity. So you know, I like, just, he's here. Yeah, it's like I can't believe it. Like what? You know, I, I just kind of stay away from it. It's just—it's crazy. So much going on, man. I'm trying to keep my spirit clean. Oh, no, I. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I hear that. I hear that, man. All right. Thanks again for uh, joining Don't Cast and Drive. This is your host, Sometimes V. And here with me is Sky Blue, and we are out. Peace. Much love.
2: the world, I just needed a long time No phone time, people calling I don't pick it up, time flying by Starting to feel I like ain't quick enough Mama saying, calm down son, stop stressing Gotta go work it out, but unemployment Is not a blessing, confessing everything I done over drum breaks street the fruits of my labor, We got a problem but no mistaking, I kept it real from the jump But I'm too different from the norm Performing is what they want I didn't fall through depression, no homes a nomad All I had was a backpack, facts and a notepad No fast, kept it original Something want me to fly Whole life been pigeon ain't no mistletoe No kissing, too busy on a mission Spreading colors amber, i heard as a kid I was missing a couple screws Born in a situation and lose in the cut, cutting myself, so eternally bruised But over time Decided to choose a different route, i am Red love, though was something I ain't know about As life got worse, God help me keep it positive And now, confidence new edition This is my prerogative, something gotta give Black people dying, and this you government ain't even trying